it's such an honor to be before you. Uh, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Robert Golden, and I am truly, truly, truly honored to be here with you all this morning. Amen. 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 For those of you that are watching online, I'd like to welcome you. Uh, you could have chose to watch any church service on YouTube today, but you decided to be here with us at Celebration, and I believe that God is going to bless you with a right now word for your life. Be sure to stay tuned for that. Amen. Amen. To our Celebration Church family, uh, welcome uh, to the pastors of this church. Pastor Cherie, Pastor Han, uh, I truly, truly thank you for creating the space for us to come together and fellowship and have church. Amen. See, I've been to a lot of churches all around the world, and I can honestly say that there is something special about this church. Can I get a witness in here? Amen. Amen. There's something really special about this church, and truly excited about everything that is taking place. Um, in this church and excited about being a part of it. Uh, but another thing that I'm excited about is I just became a brand new dad on November 1st. Yes, yes, my wife gave birth to my third son, Awesome Danny Golden. Can we pull up a picture of Awesome Danny Golden? Look at that there, look at that there. That's my beautiful baby boy. My wife, she's usually here with me, but she's on her journey on recovery. Uh, but I know she's tuned in online. So, uh, baby, I would like to thank you for pushing out that beautiful baby boy for me. <laughs> I can honestly say that I couldn't do that, nor, nor other man could do that. <laughs> we can't give labor, but you women are something special, and I thank God for mine. Amen. 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 But uh, I'm ready to jump right into the word. You know, uh, I, I believe that God is going to bless uh, somebody in this place today with this message that we heard that you are about to hear. You see, uh, we've been in this series on beauty for ashes. And if you've been a part of celebration over the past several weeks, then you, can, you, you sat here and you heard about the different messages from different pastors that preached on uh, beauty for ashes. And I am excited to share the message that God has placed on my heart in regards to beauty for ashes. So if you've uh, been a part of celebration, then you already know where, where we're going. Um, if you have your Bibles, let's go to Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1 through 4. And I'll be reading out of the NLT version. And it reads, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come, and with it, the day of God's anger against their enemies. To all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. They will rebuild the ancient ruins, repairing cities destroyed long ago. They will revive them, 
though they have been deserted for many generations. Yes. You know, as I was reading these verses, something stood out to me that I want to bring to you all's attention, and that is the journey. You see, in each verse that we just read, there is a journey that is attached to it. And before I break down the journey that is attached to each verse, I want to make sure that we all understand what a journey is. You see, a journey is an act of traveling from one place to another or one situation to another, either physically or mentally. A journey is an act of traveling from one place to another or one situation to another, either physically or mentally. And as I mentioned, in each verse, you see that there is a journey that takes place. The poor receives good news. The brokenhearted gets comfort. The captives gets released. The prisoners gets free. Whenever you go from one place to another or one situation to another, either mentally or physically, you are on a journey. And you see, when we talk about a journey in life, any journey, we know that the journey takes time. You see, many of us, we can pull out our iPhones or our uh, Google phones or our navigation systems, and we can enter in any destination that we want to journey to. And usually, it will give you an ETA, an estimated time of arrival. So if we're standing right here in Fresno, California, and we want to journey to Los Angeles, and we put that in our navigation system, it's going to tell us an arrival time in about three hours. You see, but the thing about when you are on a journey for God, there is no ETA, because God doesn't work on time, but he's always on time. Let me say that again. When you are on a journey for God, there is no ETA, because God doesn't work on time, but he's always on time. If God was to have an ETA for your arrival on your beauty for ashes, it will probably say it's coming or it's on the way or have patience. You see, because the journey requires patience. The journey requires patience. The journey requires patience. In the Old Testament, in Isaiah chapter 61, the prophet Isaiah prophetically spoke of a word that was about to come. And you see, we must understand that the book of Isaiah was written in the Old Testament, which means that it was written B.C., before Christ ever walked this earth. So, so, so everything that the prophet Isaiah wrote about in Isaiah chapter 61 was, was prophetically spoken of what was to come on Christ's journey. You guys make sure y'all following me on this because it's gonna be very important you grasp this part for the rest of the message. You see, you see, I believe God sent me here today to remind you all that Isaiah prophetically spoke of the good news that was to come. But the good news that I have for you today is Jesus Christ has already fulfilled Isaiah chapter 61. Listen, listen, if, if Isaiah was prophetically speaking of what was to come, and then when Jesus came, he fulfilled Isaiah chapter 61. You see, we've been talking about receiving a crown of beauty for our ashes. But if the prophetic word in Isaiah chapter 61 has already been fulfilled, then that means your crown of beauty is coming on a journey near you. 
Your crown of beauty is coming on a journey near you. But you must understand that the journey requires patience. The journey requires patience. The journey requires patience. Say that with me. The journey requires patience. The title of my message is Beauty for Ashes Requires Patience. Let us pray. Father God, Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for who you are. God, I ask right now that you speak a word through me that your people may be able to understand and apply to their daily lives. Lord, I'm asking all these blessings in your son Jesus' name. We pray. All God's people said? Amen. Amen. Beauty for ashes requires patience. You know, as I was preparing for this message, uh, God had me examining a lot of different people inside the Bible um, that had to go on a journey to receive their crown of beauty for their ashes. But what was intriguing to me was the length of the journey that many of these people inside the Bible had to journey on before they received their crown of beauty for their ashes. To name drop a few, look at my man Joseph. Joseph with the colorful coat. You see, Joseph was sold into slavery at the age of 17 years old by his own brothers. He was sold into slavery at the age of 17 years old by his own brothers. But not only did Joseph get sold into slavery by his own brothers, Joseph also spent some time in prison. How many of us been to prison before? I'm just playing. Y'all don't have to answer that. <laughs> Y'all don't have to answer that. I'm just playing. We all got a pass, and I just thank God for his goodness and mercy that got us here today. Amen? <laughs> Amen. Amen. I see some people around here. They was getting ready to raise their head. <laughs> it's all good. But, 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 but Joseph, Joseph was sold into slavery at the age of 17 years old. And then he spent some time in prison. But the Bible says 13 years later, when he was 30 years old, he became the king. He became the overseer of Egypt. So Joseph had to journey in his ashes for 13 years before he received his crown of beauty for his ashes. Can we, can we look at Abraham? Can we look at Abraham? Abraham was 100 years old when his wife Sarah gave birth to their son Isaac. He was 100 years old. Sarah was 91 years old when she gave birth to Isaac. And you see, the thing about it is Sarah was barren. She wasn't even supposed to have kids. But at 91 years old, she finally gave birth. She finally received her crown of beauty for her ashes. Look, I don't know who in here needs to hear this part of the message, but I don't care what the doctors say. I don't care what the specialists say. If God wants you to have a baby, you are going to have a baby. If God wants you to have a baby, you are going to have a baby, but you got to understand that the journey requires patience. The journey requires patience. The journey requires patience. You have to, num you have to believe that God can do it, but then you have to continue to keep practicing with your husband until he make it happen. <laughs> Fellas, that was for y'all. That was for y'all. If you keep practicing, if you keep practicing, and if you believe God can do it, he would do it because nothing is impossible for our God. Amen? Amen. Amen. Can we look at my man Noah's journey? Let's look at Noah's journey. Noah was 500 years old when God told him to build an ark. He was 500 years old when God told him to build an ark and put a zoo on it. Can you imagine that today? Going in the middle of the ocean on a boat and you're at the zoo. <laughs> 
God told Noah to put a zoo on a boat at 500 years old. But the thing about his journey is the flood didn't come until 100 years later. So Noah had to go, and he was journeying and laboring, and in his ashes, and people was telling him that uh, and there's no flood coming, and they were saying all of these different things. And he was in his journey and his ashes for 100 years. And then at 600 years old, the flood happened. The flood happened. You know, I told y'all that God had me examining my own life when I was putting this message together. You see, for me, uh, I looked at my life because I had to go to school for 17 years before I graduated with a college degree. I played football for 11 years before I ever played in my first NFL football game. I worked on my school two and a half years, almost three years, before I opened up the first environmental stewardship zoo school in the nation. But I share these different scenarios because what the prophet Isaiah prophesied about in Isaiah chapter 61, how the Messiah was going to come and give good news, how he was going to come and give us beauty for our ashes, how he was going to come and comfort the brokenhearted, how he was going to come and set the captives free, how he was going to come and release the prisoners. All that was prophesied has been fulfilled through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? But I'm here to share the good news with you today. I'm here to share the good news with you today that it doesn't matter what ashes you are facing in your life today. It doesn't matter what ashes you're going to face in your life tomorrow. The beautiful thing is, the blessing is, that there is a crown of beauty for your ashes on the other side of your journey. Amen? But you got to understand that the journey requires patience. The journey requires patience. The journey requires patience. But what is patience? I'm up here saying the journey requires patience, but what is patience? Patience is having the capacity to accept or tolerate delay. Trouble or suffering without getting angry or upset. Let me say that again. Patience is having the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble or suffering without getting angry or upset. So when you are on a journey for your crown of beauty and it's delayed, it does not mean it's denied. When your crown of beauty is delayed, it does not mean it's denied. When you are on a journey and you're driving behind that car that's driving slower than my mama's mama. <laughs> you see, let me give y'all some background on that. My grandma is the type of woman that would get in the third lane on the freeway and do 55 miles per hour and don't care who behind her. <laughs> People driving around her, looking at her. She ain't even budging. She's just driving straight. But when you're on that journey and you're driving behind that car that's driving slower than my mama's mama, you must understand that you shouldn't get angry or upset. Why? Because the journey requires patience. The journey requires patience. Amen? So moving from one place to another or one situation to another, either physically or mentally, requires patience. So how do you develop a sense of patience uh, on your journey from ashes to beauty? Because Joseph was on his journey for 13 years. Uh, Sarah was on her journey for 91 years. Uh, Noah was on his journey for 100 years. How do you develop patience on your journey from ashes to beauty? You have to, number one, know your time is coming. Number one, you have to know your time is coming. 
you are going to receive a crown of beauty for your ashes. The prophet Isaiah uh, prophesied in Isaiah chapter 61 that you were going to receive your crown of beauty. You was going to receive good news. So no matter what you're going through, you're going to get your crown of beauty. Now, some of you out there may be wondering, how is he so confident or how is he so sure that I am going to receive my crown of beauty for my ashes? Can we look at Luke chapter 4, verses 16? This is how I am sure you are about to receive your crown of beauty for your ashes, how I know it's on the journey. And it reads, when he, he being Jesus, came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up and read the scriptures. The scroll of Isaiah the prophet was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where this was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. Sounds familiar? He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free. Sounds familiar? And that time of the Lord's favor has come. He rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant, and sat down. All eyes in the synagogue looked at him intently. Then he began to speak to them. The scripture you have just heard has been fulfilled this very day. Some of you in here need to start praising and worshiping right now because the Word of God has just confirmed that your crown of beauty is on its way. You may have been down, but you are about to be up. You may have been sick, but you are about to be healed. You may have been mourning, but your joy is coming. You may have been captive, but you're about to be free. You may have been prisoned, but you're about to be released. If anybody knows that their time is coming, let me hear you make some Holy Ghost praise in this place. Amen. 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 Listen, beauty for ashes requires patience, but when you know your time is coming, the journey becomes a lot more tolerable. <laughs> when you know your time is coming, the journey is going to be a lot more tolerable. You see, we have to have a faith-filled expectation mindset. Woo! You have to have a faith-filled expectation mindset that you are going to receive your crown of beauty for your ashes. You see, you might be sick today, but you got to expect to be healed tomorrow. You might be mourning today, but you have to expect to have joy tomorrow. You might be depressed today, but you have to expect to have peace tomorrow. You might be hurting today, but you got to expect to be pain-free tomorrow. You might be lost today, but you got to expect to be found tomorrow. You might be blind today, but you got to expect to see tomorrow. You might be deaf today, but you got to expect to hear tomorrow. Does anybody in here have a faith-filled mindset that your beauty for ashes is on its way? Amen. Amen. Listen, listen. When, when beauty for ashes requires patience, but when you, number one, know your time is coming, then the journey becomes a lot more tolerable. The journey requires patience. Number two, in order to develop a patience, in order to develop a sense of patience on your journey from ashes to a crown of beauty, you have to be a waiter or a waitress while you wait. You got to be a waiter or a waitress while you wait. You see... A waiter 
or a waitress is a man or woman whose job is to serve. Ooh, y'all might have missed it over here. A waiter or a waitress is a man or woman whose job is to serve. So when you're waiting on the Lord to give you your crown of beauty for your ashes, you have to continue to serve God in the middle of your ashes. You have to continue to praise and worship God in the middle of your ashes. You have to continue to serve God and his people. Oh, I might have lost some of y'all when I said his people. <laughs> you have to serve God and his people. You see, uh, some of y'all in here are like, I'm good with serving God, but I can't deal with his people. <laughs> look, look, you might have to love somebody that you don't want to love. You might have to work along somebody that you don't want to work with. You might have to forgive somebody that you felt like you should have slapped. <laughs> somebody say, but God. <laughs> you got to forgive somebody that you might have felt like you should have slapped. I didn't have to forgive a lot of people because I didn't want to block my blessings. You got to keep your heart right. In order for you to receive your crown of beauty for your ashes, you have to keep your heart right. So forgive those people that you felt like you should have slapped, <laughs> but God, <laughs> but God. But let's look at Psalms 27, verse 14. Uh, I want to look at the Passion Translation because this really goes well with the message on how you're supposed to wait on the Lord and how you're supposed to uh, know that the journey requires patience. Psalms 27, verse 14, the Passion Translation. And it reads, here's what I've learned through it all. Don't give up. Don't be impatient. Be entwined as one with the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Never lose hope. Yes, keep on waiting, for he will never disappoint you. So what this is saying is, don't give up on what God has told you to do. If God has told you to start that business, start the business and don't give up. If God has told you to love, love and don't give up. If God has told you to serve, serve and don't give up. The Word of God says don't give up. But then it says don't be impatient. Remember, the journey requires patience. Beauty for ashes requires patience. Look, you may lose someone that is going to have you mourning. But joy is coming in the morning. Your crown of beauty is coming in the morning. Isn't that right, Mama Golden? Isn't that right, Pastor Karina? You might be mourning, but your joy is coming. Your promotion is coming. Your favor is coming. If anybody know that it's on its way, let me hear you make some praise in this place. Listen, the journey requires patience. The Word of God says don't be impatient. But then it says be entwined as one with the Lord. That means be spirit-led. Let him lead you. Let him direct your path. Be spirit-led while you're waiting. But then it says, be brave and courageous and never lose hope. Why? Because we know our time is coming. Amen? But then this is what it says. Yes, keep on waiting, for he will never disappoint you. Listen, don't confuse the wait with the wait. Don't confuse the wait with the wait. You see, because you are a waiter or a waitress, you're not a wait. Because a waiter or a waitress job is to serve. But a wait is time. We're not time. We're servers. Amen? Amen. You know, anybody that's ever been to or, or, or been in a restaurant business or has been to a restaurant, 
you know that um, a server job is to serve the table. So, so, so as the people are sitting down at the table, a waiter or a waitress is coming around serving them, making sure that they're good. And usually, usually, when the people get up from the table, they leave a tip. Now, notice I said usually. If you're going to a restaurant in 2022 and you're not leaving that good waitress a tip, you're going to have to answer to God on that one. <laughs> Next time y'all go to Applebee's or Chili's, make sure you leave that waitress a tip. But, but, but it's the same thing when you're waiting on your crown of beauty from God. You have to continue to serve God in the middle of your ashes, and then eventually he's going to give you your tip, your crown of beauty for your ashes. But you have to understand that the journey requires patience. Amen? Uh, uh, one, of my favorite, one of my favorite chapters to read in the Bible is James chapter 2. Because in James chapter 2, it talks about faith and works, and how faith without works is dead. So although the prophet Isaiah prophetically spoke of the good news that was to come, how you were going to receive a crown of beauty for your ashes, but if you are not pressing through on your journey, if you're not drawing near to God so that he can draw near to you, then you're expected to arrive at your destination without moving on your journey. If you're not drawing near to God so that he could draw near to you, then you're expected to arrive at your destination without even moving on your journey. And that's having faith without works. And we know what the Bible says, faith without works is dead. Amen? You got to draw near to God so he can draw near to you and you can press through on your journey and you can receive your crown of beauty for your ashes. So number one, in order for you to be able to develop a sense of patience on your journey from ashes to beauty, you have to, number one, know your time is coming. And then number two, you have to be a waiter or a waitress while you wait. Don't confuse the wait with the wait. But here's there. Number three, in order for you to develop a sense of patience on your journey from ashes to beauty, you have to remain faithful. You have to remain faithful because he's faithful. You have to remain faithful because he's faithful. You have to remain faithful because he's faithful. Amen? The prophet Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah chapter 61, verses 3 through 4. It says, to all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair, in their righteousness, in their righteousness, in other words, in their faithfulness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. You know, I don't want you to miss that last part of that scripture. It says, in their righteousness, in other words, in their faithfulness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. Listen, if you remain faithful on your journey from ashes, <clears throat> from ashes to beauty, then God will use your life for his glory. If you remain faithful on your journey from ashes to beauty, then the Bible says that God will use your life for his glory. It says that the Lord will plant you as a great oak for his glory. That means your life will not lack. Your life, your tree will always be in season. Your life will always produce fruit due to your faithfulness. God wants to use your life for his glory. 
But, 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 here's, but here's what it says you will be able to do. This is what it says you will be able to do. They will rebuild the ancient ruins, repairing cities destroyed long ago. They will revive them, though they have been deserted for many generations. It says that they will revive them, though they have been deserted for many generations. You know, as I was preparing for this message, God had me examining my own life. And uh, usually when I get the opportunity to speak all around the world, God is usually giving me a message for myself, but he just used me to deliver the message to his people. But um, as I was looking at this, this scripture and these verses, God had me examining um, the current mission that I am on right now. Um, for many of you that know me or know a little bit about me, um, you know kind of part of my life journey. You see, I played in the NFL for seven years, but after playing in the NFL, I decided to walk away and open up my own school. But here's the thing, when I decided to open up the Golden Charter Academy, God told me that he wanted me to serve all students, but especially the underserved and the underrepresented children of Southwest Fresno. Here's why, here's why. The reason why he wanted me to do that, the reason why he wanted me to do that is because children that have been going to schools in Southwest Fresno, black and brown students in specific that has been going to schools in Southwest Fresno for the last 30 plus years have been performing at a 14% proficiency rate in math and English language arts. For the last 30 plus years, children that have been going to some schools in Southwest Fresno has been performing at a proficiency rate of less than 14% in math and English language arts. So when God told me to open up the Golden Charter Academy, he told me to open it up and serve all students, but especially the generations that has been deserted. <laughs> Pay attention to where we going. Pay attention to where we going. You see, God placed it on my heart to revive a community that will eventually rebuild the ancient ruins. And I want to show y'all, I want to show y'all what God has been able to do in one year at this school. Can we pull up the NWEA graph? Now, what the NWEA graph is, what this graph is, this is a map graph, which is measure academic progress. This measures academic progress. Schools all around the world use this graph to measure how their students are performing. Now remember I told y'all black and brown students have been underperforming at a 14% proficiency rate for the last 30 plus years. And if you look at this purple graph, if you look at the purple line, that is the national norm. And when Golden Charter Academy opened our doors last year, we opened with grades TK through third, transitional kinder through third. Our transitional kindergarten students went to kindergarten this year. If you look at the little blue dot in the corner, that's our kindergarten students outperforming the national norm. That's our kindergarten students outperforming the national norm. That's them. If you look at the green line, that's our first graders. Their trajectory arrow pointed in the right direction. Our, our, our second graders, it's the gold line. Their trajectory arrow pointed in the right direction. 
Our third graders, their trajectory arrow pointed in the right direction. Fourth grade, we got some work to do. We got some work to do on fourth grade, but if you remember during the pandemic, fourth grade, they had the most learning loss because fourth grade left school in first grade, and when they returned back to school, they was in third grade. <laughs> so now you got third graders trying to do, third, uh, first graders trying to do third grade work, but I'm believing God is going to give us beauty for their ashes. Can I get an amen? God is going to give us beauty for their ashes. Can we look at the math results? Can we look at the math results? Here again, the purple line represents the national norm. Our kindergarten students is outperforming the national norm. They're outperforming the national norm. Look at our first graders. Not only is their trajectory arrow pointed in the right direction, but what? They're outperforming the national norm. Look, second grade, third grade, and fourth grade, their trajectory arrow is pointed in the right direction. Listen, I don't know how long it's going to take for me to get these students' lives turned around, to get a community revived, to get people on the right track. But what I do know is God has a crown of beauty waiting for my ashes on the other side of my journey. But you have to understand that the journey requires patience. The journey requires patience. Amen? Look, look, look. Here's what it says. Here's what it says you will be able to do in verse 4. It says, they will rebuild the ancient ruins, repairing cities that were destroyed long ago. Can we pull up the photos of our students repairing, restoring their cities with the Fresno mayor? Can we pull up and show y'all that our students is out there in Southwest Fresno repairing a community that has been forgotten about. Our students are out there with the city mayor restoring our Fresno community. But the beautiful thing is, the beautiful thing that I love about these photos is that Southwest Fresno has some of the worst air pollution in the state of California. Our second graders wanted to do something about that. They went and planted trees in the community to combat the air pollution. If we're not restoring a community that has been deserted, if God is not fulfilling his promise, then I don't know what is. Listen, listen, God will give you provision for your vision if you stay committed to your journey. Amen? Amen. Amen. Listen, the prophetic word that was spoken in Isaiah he says that God will give you beauty for your ashes, but the prophetic word has already been fulfilled. And since the word was said, the word cannot return back void. If God said it, it's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to take me 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, but I know one thing, God's word is not going to come back voided. He's going to give us a crown of beauty for our ashes. Can I get an amen? Listen. Here's how you develop patience on your journey from ashes to beauty. Here's how you develop patience on your journey from ashes to beauty. Number one, know your time is coming. Know your time is coming. The prophetic word has been fulfilled. Your time is coming, but you got to stay committed on your journey. Number two, you have to be a waiter or a waitress while you wait. A waiter or a waitress while you wait. A waiter or a waitress is a man or woman whose job is to serve. Make sure you keep serving in the middle of your ashes. But then number three, 
Number three, it tells you to remain faithful. If you remain faithful on your journey, no matter how long it takes, no matter how long it takes for us to get those students turned around, no matter how long it takes you to receive your crown of beauty, if you remain faithful, God will use your life for his glory. If y'all receive that, let's give God some praise. All over the building, we can stand to our feet. You know, I shared this message, and many other pastors have took this stage and shared a message that you are going to receive a crown of beauty for your ashes. But what I want you all to understand is that the word was a prophetic word that was spoken by Isaiah. Jesus Christ has fulfilled the prophecy. So that means everything that was said and that was written in the book of Isaiah has already been fulfilled. Maybe you are in here today, and y'all got to excuse me, my voice. I'll be at that school yelling every day, so I'm losing my voice. <laughs> Maybe you are in here, and you're ready to receive your crown of beauty for your ashes. Maybe you are in here, and you're ready to invite Christ into your life to fulfill the prophecy. And maybe some of you are in here, you may never accepted Christ into your life. Or maybe you've accepted him into your life, but you have backslid a little bit. The Bible tells us that he's married to the backslider. The Bible tells us that he's married to the backslider. So maybe you have backslidden a little bit, or maybe you've never invited Christ into your life. After hearing this message, maybe you want to invite Christ into your life. Maybe you want to try receiving your crown of beauty for your ashes. Maybe you're ready to take the next step. If that's you, let me just see you slip your hand in the air. Amen. I see those hands. 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 But like my brother Nava always say, more importantly, God sees your hands. God sees your hands. We pray out to me this prayer and celebration. You already know we pray together when we pray. Dear Lord, Lord, I thank you. God, I believe that you sent your only, only begotten Son to die on the cross for my sins. God, I believe that you lived. I believe that you died. And I believe that you rose again for my salvation. So, Lord, save me, change me, renew me, use me, save me, change me, renew me, use me, save me, change me, renew me, use me. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless y'all. Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus. 